Hi, this is Matt, and welcome to part two of our Shane review. And you're listening to Classic Movie Reviews. You can find us on the internet at www.classicmoviereviews.net or just search for Classic Movie Reviews in iTunes or in Facebook. Now, on to part two. And you were, you were talking about the atmosphere in those cabins. Imagine what that would have been like that night with all the rain-soaked uh, homesteaders sitting around with the fire. That would have been one uh, pungent place. Yeah, it, it reminded me of the power of like smell and how smell kind of sticks yeah. with you. And Do you remember, I know you remember when we were uh, growing up in Bismarck, North Dakota, and we would go to Mandan and like the old Native American uh, villages. Oh, yes. And there was a smell about when you were going into those places. And I, and I just, when I saw that, I thought, man, that's exactly what that must smell like in there. That's a, yeah, that's a memory. That, that is true. When I was in Ireland, I went into these ancient kind of uh, temple places that were hand built. And there was, there was a smell to them as well. It's really, it really is a powerful, powerful thing. I love that. At the, when they're in the cabin in the rain and they all start singing to make fun of Stonewall Tory. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, here's Tory now. Here he Hello, is. Hello, Lem. Hello, Yank. That's enough out of you, Yank. <laughs> you too. All right, now let's cool off, Stonewall. Just cool off. Shake hands with Shane there. Shane's working for me. Shane? Oh, yeah. I heard about you. Come on, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want any of that, boy. He's, he's one uh, macho guy. Yeah, he's well, not a Jack Wilson. No, but he's he's also the first person that dies in the movie because yes. he's like... Yeah. He, I don't, that, that actor always kind of plays that type of character to me, I feel like. He's, he got a little bit uh, typecast, I, th- I think. I wish I had looked up Elijah Cook's background. He must have made 500 films. Oh, yeah. He's one of those characters, character actors that you see everywhere, and you're like, gosh, who is that? And you don't know his name, but you know that you've seen him like a hundred times. And, and I guess uh, my friend again on Fridays has talked about him, Mr. Cook, talked about, has talked about Mr. Cook. And uh, off camera, he was a very gentle soul, and he liked to, I think he lived up in the Lone Pine area. And would come in to make films, but he loved to fish. Oh, interesting! So he spent his free time fishing along the river up there. Yeah, I Just guess a totally different person than what he is in the films. Yeah, there are some other f- interesting things that I read about the movie where uh, Alan Ladd and Van Heflin became really, really good friends during the filming of this. And uh, Van Heflin's wife said that the only time he saw she saw him cry was when. He heard about Alan Ladd's death. Um, I guess oh. they. I guess they were really, really good friends. And and you commented on Van Heflin's name. I love that name. That, that is his last. Uh, his last name is Heflin. I think he had a different first name, but Van. Yeah. Became. And, and then he was uh, three ten to Yuma. Remember? Yeah, I mean, I recognized him, and he was I the hero he, in that. I thought he was great in three ten to Yuma too, and. Uh, it was, you know, there was some, Alan Ladd was only five feet, six inches. And so there was a lot of shots I was noticing where uh, they'd be like 
pointing the camera like up towards him and he would be like up on like a platform that was higher than like Van Heflin or Gene Arthur. Um, but there, I, I always am fascinated by those tricks that they use to make somebody look taller or shorter in, in movies. The, um, the plot of this basically centers around this cattle homesteader conflict and they have a hard time. Uh, Joe Sterrett really has to work at trying to keep the homesteaders from pulling stakes and moving on. How are you, Ernie? No good. What's the matter? I'm pulling stakes. No use of your talking, Joe Sterrett. Now, what's the matter? My wheat. Them Riker brothers raided it. Fence cut, steers drove in. It's just stubs now. When? Last night. I'm leaving. I'm getting out, I tell you. I got enough, and don't try to talk me out. But, Ernie, you can't pull out Just don't try, that's all. I listen to you too much already. All right, go ahead. Nobody's holding you. You wouldn't leave your home and land and... Oh, Ernie, you... I'm wore down and out. Tired of being insulted by them fellas. Called a pig farmer. And who knows what comes next? Well, don't... Throw your tail up. I tell you what. We'll all get together right here tonight and we'll we'll figure out something. Well, I don't know about me. I'll get the word around. It'll help if you can see Shipstead and Tory, huh? All right, I'll tell them. But if we're gonna have a meeting, it'd better come to more than just poking holes in the air with your finger. And then the Graftons get upset. Uh and they, they call, they, they send a writer to Cheyenne. Well, to write from uh, Jackson to Cheyenne is like 250, 300 miles to get a gunfighter to come up there because they want to they wanna put an end to this. And I thought, my God, how long would it take to write from Jackson to Cheyenne? It would take a week at least, yeah, I would, would think. I would think, with good weather, yeah. Just to get there. <laughs> Just one way, right? One way. And then um, Wilson is, is one menacing character. Boy, now, there, he, that part got him typecast for a lot of film. Yeah, I think so. And he was so good at it. <laughs> I, I I always I just I just envisioned him as like death riding into the town like he, he you know like <laughs> he's like evil incarnate and there were some scenes where he seemed like he could be very suave and very like gentlemanly and and yet you knew that like he was at the turn of a uh, you know just like he could just instantly like pull his gun out and shoot you so <laughs> he was the perfect perfect actor for that role is the bad guy he couldn't he, he couldn't have been i guess if he was dressed like yule brenner all in black in his films it might have but he was pretty much in he black. was pretty much in black yeah. i thought yeah um i thought uh, it was kind of i read about brandon DeWild and uh he died really young too he was i think he yes, was he 40 and uh i think it was a highway uh, death yeah it was a, a car accident yeah but uh, it was, I was reading that some people really were annoyed by his character in this movie and just thought that he was kind of a whiny, like annoying little kid. And I think maybe these people have never been around kids or don't, don't have their own kids. Cause I thought he was like, the, I thought he was like perfect for that age. Like that's exactly what kids are like at that age. Yeah. 
I, uh, I, that's what I thought. But uh, we have some friends once in a while, we'll bump into them, and they're really happiest if children aren't present. <laughs> <laughs> right. Get over yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah I tell you. Well, um, well, you were saying about the story. I thought the story was just super simple. Like, it, it was, it's just a classic story. And what makes it so much elevated uh, above other Western or other films is are just the little touches and the subtext and the way that it's shot. And, and it, it's like all these little details that add up to an amazing film. There's, there's so many, it's so finely done. Um, it was nominated for an Academy Award, but I believe it lost that award to, for best film to, from here to eternity. I think that's the uh, winner that year. It did win Best Cinematography. For it won oh, an Oscar for I, that. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Actor in a Supporting Role, Best Actor in a Supporting Role for Jack Palance. That was Brandon DeWild. Best Director, Best Writing. Um, it's it is uh, in the top fifty all time best movies in one of our top 100 lists that we used to talk about a lot. Oh, the, uh, the, uh, AF, the American film institutes list. Yeah. I think it's like number 49 or something like that, but it's, it's in the top 50 all time best movies. The ending is it kind of leaves. It's ambiguous. Well, I was, I was going to ask you, do you think that he died at the end or do you think he survived? Cause he was shot and there was even a, scene where joey says oh it's all bloody and then shane kind of plays it off like oh i'm I'm fine but then as he's riding off it kind of looks like he might be slumped over in his saddle well there's probably 27 theories on that that i i should have looked up uh, I've, I've read in the past that people think that he did die from the gunshot wound i choose to think that he was able to survive and go on to another part of Wyoming and meet up with uh, the love of his life and lived happily ever after. But some might say that was Pollyanna. <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't, it doesn't actually say, so I mean, it's totally up no, to the viewer not. to decide. And um, Do you think that his name was really Shane? Because when, he, when, he, when they ask him, well, you know, what, what, they introduce themselves at the beginning, he says, well, you can call me Shane. But I wondered if that was really his name. It, it's it's there's a lot of like mysterious things about him. Yes, yes, and I can see where some of the Clint Eastwood film would borrow on that uh, because it leaves you wondering, you know, where did he come from? What had he done? Where was he headed? Was he being followed? Because he was well, very yeah. he was very jumpy at the beginning of the movie. He was, and, and he, then, he really. And, and then why did he decide to settle down with them? Like, that was another thing I was curious about. Like, I, I think it might have been partly he was attracted to Marion. I think maybe he just, like, wanted to take a break and rest. I, I don't know. But it's just, I had a lot of questions about his character. I would add to that that he, he, he loved the uh, family feel of the homesteaders, the Starrets, and their relationship and how they were trying to create a life for themselves. I think he liked that because he didn't have one himself. It looked to me like he'd spend his entire life with all his belongings in one saddlebag. Well, it, 
place Def- to play. Definitely, and also he was wearing buckskin everything, like pants, hat, shirt. So he was definitely super self-sufficient and obviously had been living out in the wild for quite a quite a while, I would think. And he was fairly proficient with a gun. Yeah, he was very good with the gun. And I thought <laughs> I thought that no. gunfight at the end was one of the best gunfights I'd seen. Like it was just yeah. very like visceral and real and and powerful. And I think it was again, it was like set up. Like it, the whole movie like set that up to be as powerful as it was. Everything about this movie made it easy for me to give it a 10 in my rating. I I, I really, I I just love the movie. I could watch it every week. Yeah, I started watching it again, like, for about a half an hour before we started talking this morning. And I was just, I was just enjoying every little thing. Like, just even at the very, very beginning when he's coming down the mountainside and he just pauses and just takes in the scenery for like a second. And I was like, that is exactly what somebody would do. Uh, and then there was a scene during the funeral where Joey is like, okay, I'm done with all this adult stuff. I'm going to go over and look at this little baby horse, this foal. And then the they cut to a little girl who says, They're going by And I thought that was just such a, a neat, like, little scene that was just right out of real life. Like, little kids at a funeral can only, like, do that for so long, and then they're going to go off and entertain themselves. And, I mean, there's so many, like, little scenes like that that I loved. Oh. I, I guess the director wanted to demonstrate to audiences the horrors of violence, because the director had spent a lot of time in World War II in Europe. And, and he wanted to emphasize the terrible power of gunshots. And, and I found that that's what, one of the reasons he created that cannon-like sound. Yeah, I, yeah, that was, that was apparent. I, he, 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 I think he accomplished his goal there. So, yeah, we both gave it a 10. We haven't decided what we're going to watch next. Do you, do you have any ideas? Oh, wow. Well, uh, you know, there's so many choices. Maybe we should do... Uh, there's, there's a film... It's a, the court jester with Danny. Um, oh, <laughs> Danny K. We should Danny do a Kay. comedy. You think we should do a comedy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just. Have you seen it? No, I the haven't court seen that one. From the fifties, I think maybe be the forties. I think it's Danny K's best movie. Maybe we could think about that one, or what would you? That would be my my. I would throw that in the in the pool for our next one. I'm, 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 that sounds good to me. The the thought I had was like a creature feature, double feature of uh, it came from outer space and like them or something like that. Um, oh, I just watched them last week again. <laughs> Nancy says I have these favorites. I watch a lot. Them and Red River. Oh, which, yeah. <laughs> wow. She's getting tired of me watching Red River. <laughs> Let, let's do the let's do the creature feature. You want to do the creature feature? Okay, well let's let's do the Danny K movie after that then. Um, okay. So, so next episode we... next episode will be a double feature um, of it came from outer space and them. You remember when we lived in Chicago, we took the L and went up to this old movie theater and watched it came from outer space and another film. It was. Well, 
yeah, we watched it came from outer space and the creature from the black lagoon, which we've already reviewed. So I thought I actually, that's, that's what made me want to review. Uh, it came from outer space. Cause I was thinking about that trip in Chicago. Uh, and then I thought, well, that was a double feature. What, what's another movie we could watch. And I know that we had talked about them. So that's yeah, it. let's do it. I love them because it ends in the uh, sewers of, in the uh, Los Angeles River concrete river, <laughs> where, they, where they take on the fire ants. Yeah. Okay. Great. And then, yeah. and then we'll do the court jester after that. And then I think we should uh, take some listener uh, suggestions. We have a few. Oh, great. That we ha- that we haven't covered yet. And if anyone has other suggestions for us, leave a comment in Facebook or on our website at classicmoviereviews.net or in iTunes and uh, we'll we'll review all those and pick a couple to review for our next episodes and I think we've been really slow in getting these out I I think we're going to be able to get onto a more regular schedule now that my my schedule has opened up and uh, so I'm excited to do these more regularly we're close we're closing in on 100 podcasts yeah, we're going to definitely hit 100 podcasts at least. So, <laughs> I have one other movie that just popped into my mind that I watched last week with uh, John. And uh, you might check it out. It's called Seven Days to Noon. It's a, it's a film from the United Kingdom in the 1950s, and it's really well done about the, the uh, use of atomic weapons and what this one scientist wants to do to try to stop it. Oh. It's a very well-done spy suspense film. Well, we can put that in the so, hopper, too. So We put it in the hopper, yes. There's no, right. there's no lack of good movies to watch, that's for sure. Or, as we found with Plan 9 from Outer Space, there's no, there's no lack of bad movies that we can watch <laughs> Oh, oh, no, nothing was as bad as the uh, orgy of the dead though <laughs> that's true that that is our winner to date that is that, that may be the worst movie i've ever seen yeah no, enough for... said about that <laughs> yes right all right well all right well uh yeah it was a lot of fun and uh again coming to you from seattle this is matt johnson and bob johnson in los angeles wishing everybody happy movie watching For an after show, I, I just wanted to mention that I figured out why uh, this movie is so prominently featured in that uh, X-Men movie, Logan. Oh, yeah. it, Logan was actually, uh, the director of Logan is a huge, huge fan of Shane and actually had done an introduction of a restored version of the movie when it was playing in the theaters, like about, I think about 10 years ago. And so he's a huge fan of this movie and, and kind of mentioned those little those little moments in the movie that kind of that we had talked about and so logan is actually patterned after 
the story of Shane and even like just the one word name Logan or Shane and the ending of the movie is kind of similar where they have a big battle but in Logan spoiler alert here uh he dies at the end and it's not ambiguous at all uh but yeah I just thought it was interesting like it's not an exact remake or anything like that but it's sort of like an homage or it's sort of influenced by Shane and the director is a huge fan of of the movie I'm going to have to watch Logan. I, I have not watched it. Who who plays Logan in the film? Hugh Jackman. Oh, wow, a favorite. Yeah, and, he, and this is the third Wolverine movie and the last Wolverine movie that he's going to make. Uh, and the director, James Mangold, is the director of, of it. And, uh, I yeah, think so, that movie, I have not. It's it's really good. It's uh, The other thing about that that is similar is that I think... The violence in Shane was portrayed fairly realistically, at least in the gunfight scenes. And the violence in Logan is like hyper-realistic and visceral. And I think there's kind of a parallel there between how they portray the the acts of violence in in the film. I will definitely watch it. Yeah, give give it a go. Let me know. This has been great. I've really enjoyed this. I love doing these with you. I know it's fun, isn't it? <laughs> and this, when they're a really good movie like this, it's so, it's it's just the best. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we've been talking for forty-five minutes. I might even just split this up into two episodes. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we, yeah. I don't know if we have dead spots or not. Yeah, but yeah, it, it's, it's it's fun. All okay. right. Well, have a good morning. Say hi to everybody. I will. You too. Love you. Love you. Bye. Adios.